you're enjoying your Friday. Drive guys, taking you home here, getting ready for this big fat sports weekend. Whitey Gleason and Kyle Draper. Kyle's got a big weekend. Uh, yes. Kings and Warriors, Mr. Play-by-play. Mr. Play-by-play on Mr. the call. Play-by-play. I got to rest the voice here. So after I'm done, I'm not talking to anybody all weekend. You Get know, that shot, shot out of here. Got to rest the pipes a little bit. The pipes, they call them. You know? So yeah, I'll be ready though. Uh-huh. 6.30 on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'll be ready. So what are you going to do uh, when you're watching football? Do the Eagles Eagles play this week, don't they? Yeah, they play. Yeah, we got a big uh, play. They got the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah, yeah, you know. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> you know what? That that game is going to be such a blowout. That well, I won't I even think, need to scream. I think your scream. team has a chance. I think your team can keep it close. <laughs> Zach Wilson's been playing better, though, the last uh, couple of weeks. But, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm not even going to sweat that one. I might be doing some yard work or something like that when that Ooh. game's on. I, you know, no need to. As, uh, you know, Steve Smith would say, right? You know, <laughs> I'm not going to be bothered with that That nobody or that game yeah. that's, you know, should be a, a beat. They're, they're jats. Just another Jats. Team. Just yeah. another. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people have been trying to convince themselves and others that this 49er game could be a competitive game. I know uh, Kyle doesn't think the Browns stand much of a chance, and it's hard to see how they do. That's what I thought until I discovered this number, Kyle. From the 49er standpoint, nothing short of, well, I was going to say terrifying. It's not terrifying, <laughs> but it's a, it's interesting. Uh, the coordinator for the Cleveland Browns is Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Jim Schwartz used to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. Browns defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Uh, in matchups with Kyle Shanahan as as head coaches or coordinators, okay, they've gone head to head eight times. Schwartz against Kyle Shanahan is seven and one. Whoa, Whoa. seven and one. Schwartz over Kyle, and this is going back to Detroit Atlanta games and things like that. Uh, Let's see uh, here. I, the first matchup, uh, Shanahan was first year offensive coordinator with the Houston Texans, okay. and Schwartz was the Tennessee Titans de- defensive coordinator. So that was 2008. So it goes back to 2008. Uh, most recently, 2020, the 49ers lost 25-22. to The Eagles, where Schwartz was mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Okay, so. so they go back. So he knows Kyle's system. He knows what Kyle likes to do. Yes. So you're saying there's a chance for the Browns. Uh, they're, they're, they certainly have a chance to slow down this, this juggernaut of an offense. Uh, Schwartz has, and, and the Browns, they've been very adept at stopping the run. You know, yes. even the Cowboys, for as bad as they were last week, they did a decent job slowing down the run. It's just after they did that, they couldn't, they, stop, they couldn't anything stop anything else. Yeah, they did a heck of a job on Christian McCaffrey, and they did it, you know, in the playoffs last year, too. But you can't stop all the weapons. And, and that's the thing. When you look at this Niners team, their second in the NFL in points per game, they scored more than 33 points per game. So even on a bad day, Whitey, they're going to drop 24 on the board, 21 on the board. And so it may be something sort of like we saw last night with the Chiefs and the Broncos, 19-12, I believe that score was. The Broncos were in the game because of their defense. They held the Chiefs to only 19 points. The Browns, the only way they win is if it's a low-scoring slugfest Bad weather out there. It's going to be raining uh, during that game. And so, uh, you know, and Jim Schwartz clearly 
knows defense, mm-hmm. and he has the personnel to make life difficult uh, for the uh, uh, Niners. And so that's that's the one area I would be concerned if I if I'm you know a Niners fan or if I'm a Cleveland fan. You know, the one thing I'm hanging my hope on is our defense. Can they step up and get it done? Some of these per game numbers are a little skewed because. You know, no one has played that many games yet, so who you played has a lot to do with it. But last year, the Browns' run defense was was not great. They gave up last year 4.7 yards per carry. That was 25th in the NFL. So far this year, they're giving up 3.2 yards per mm. carry. That's mm. second in the league, and they're giving up 71.8 yards rushing per game. So they have done uh, – they've added some some free agents, and with Jim Schwartz running the show now – They've done a remarkable job of improving yes. uh, defensively. So let me ask you, because this is a top five defense when it comes to defending the pass and the rush. Yes. In fact, they're they're number one in pass yards allowed uh, this season. 196.8 per game. Yeah, total. One. Yeah. Wow. And so, uh, you know, if you're if you're the Niners, are you trying to establish the run and beat them with, with the run? Are you the pass? Or like what if you're Kyle Shannon, what are you drawing up against this uh, Cleveland defense? Where's your advantage you feel like? I would guess, uh, assuming that Cleveland is, sells out stop the run, which you can kind of tell, you know, based on their formations, then you probably just have to try to throw some quick slants and, and hope mm. your bigger receivers can get off the line and, you know, the old, like, it's kind of a West Coast offense thing, the old five-yard handoff. But if it's really too sloppy to do that, then you're in trouble. Yeah. If you're not in trouble, you got a battle on your hands. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And, and you know, as great as the Niners are, they've been playing at a high level. And so you wonder, are they going to have one of those games? You know, it seems like everybody has one of those games. I would scoff at that, except a 49er fan just said basically that exact thing to me a couple of days ago. Like, <laughs> really? You know, they're going to have one of those games. One eventually. of those games, yeah, right? You yeah. know, where it just, you know, maybe Brock's not as accurate. Uh, maybe, you know, because of the conditions, the ball's a little slippery. You, you turn it over three yeah. times, you know? Oh, and then you look so up happy. in the fourth quarter. Why? Can you no, I know, no, no, no. Don't do Monday. that. Don't do that, Whitey. <laughs> I do not take any pleasure in seeing the Niners lose or struggle or have a bad game. You think I'm that kind of a hater? Well, That's not if, me. I think if Brock Purdy threw three interceptions, <laughs> I think I might be getting a few texts. Uh, yeah, you might. I wouldn't be <laughs> celebrating. I'd just be pointing out right, facts, right. the eye test, like I said. But I'm not openly rooting for the Niners to lose or play bad. They're a great story. They're great for business. I like the run that they're on. They're giving us content. You know, they're 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 playing extremely well, but. It's a long season, and you wonder, is it a trap game? You just came off that big win against Dallas. Uh, you got Minnesota next week. No Deshaun Watson. So, you know, maybe you don't get up as much for this game, and then you look up third or fourth quarter, you're only up three or six or something like that. Yeah, let me correct. Uh, I mentioned some numbers that, uh, to try to emphasize what you were saying, and I, I want to correct that, what I had said. 196.8 total yards total. per game. That's what yes. the Browns are giving up. Total, total. yards. Not passing, yeah. just passing total. Is just 125, right. which yes. is first. And then 3.8 yards per play, which is first. Right. Uh, 26 and a half pass attempts per game, first. And 15 points per game, first. Mm. 
in the NFL. So, you know, the 49ers were looking at Dallas as the number one defense, and the 49er defense said, well, we got to do something about that. Well, now, again, they're well now they're playing the number one defense. Yeah, in the exactly. NFL. This is a real test, you know. And, and the thing, uh, you know, when you look at this Browns team that I think they're a little different than the uh, Cowboys, I think the Browns are a more physical team than Dallas is. You know, I, you know, Micah Parsons gets after the quarterback. She had great under, you know, but I think this, you know, Miles uh, Garrett just destroys, right. People. He just destroys, <laughs> blows people up. Right. And so I, I just think, you know, this is a, a bigger test uh, for the Niners offense, but you know, I, I wish Deshaun Watson was playing because then, it, you know, it, it would be a, a fair fight, but it's, you know, you're missing your two best offensive weapons if you're Cleveland. No Nick Chubb, no Deshaun Watson. So it's going to be tough. You're going to have to lean on that defense to play outstanding. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you said 14 to 17. That could be enough. If the 49ers score 21, I don't think Cleveland's capable of scoring 21 points. I'm with you on that. I, it, it, you know, maybe it comes down to special teams or something. Like, it's going to have to be something something outside of the offense that gets it done for the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see, you know, the Dallas offense isn't that bad. Like, they have some weapons. They made CeeDee Lamb look non-existent. You know, Gallup was a no factor. What happened to Pollard in that game, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he was, uh, you know, bottled up. And so the Dallas offense is better than Cleveland's, and the Niners just totally waxed them. And so... 10 points max for Cleveland, I think. Yeah. Hey, they're going to run the ball, right? I mean, if you're 49ers, what are they going to do? They're going to run the ball. That's all, that's all they can right, do just, against you. Just, yeah, that's that, all that's they it. can do. Don't you think if and when Brock Purdy has a bad game, aside from the celebration at your house, don't you think <laughs> that that'll be a huge story? Let's say he has a three-pick game, yeah. this game, whatever. You know, he's going to have a bad game eventually. Don't you think that's going to be a huge story for at least two days on all the ESPN talk shows and all the sports shows. I think so, because when you look at Brock Purdy, he's probably, you know, the most polarizing quarterback in the league right now. I don't think that's an underst- uh, an overstatement, because there's a segment, including me, who can't believe that this guy is doing what he's doing. We had tons of, he played four years in college. He's the last pick in the draft for a reason. And now he comes in and is all of a sudden an MVP candidate? These kind of stories just don't happen all like this. You know, it, maybe he comes in and, you know, takes time to develop or something like that. But, you know, everybody got it wrong with Brock Purdy. Even the Niners got it wrong several times in right. the draft, right? Right. They just you, got it less wrong. They just got it less wrong, you know, with the last pick. I, oh, all right, let's take this Brock Purdy guy. And so I do think, to your point, if he does struggle, then all the questions start to be asked. A, Will Brock Purdy keep this team from winning the Super Bowl? You know, what about Trey Lance? Like, everything comes back up again. And I think there's a segment of the media, uh, of ESPN, like, they're just waiting for that, and they'll blow it out when it comes up. When we come right back, why one football writer says the 49ers could still add to this roster. Drive guys, Sacktown Sport. You know, there are some people, Kyle Draper, saying that this 49er roster, as impressive as it is, and I I agree with you that, hey, we got a lot of football left to play, but uh, some say the 49ers could still add to this roster. Dan Graziano, I believe he's a fantasy writer, among other things, Mm -hmm. writes NFL for ESPN. He says, look, they've got um, cap space, of course, 
Uh, the trade deadline is, I think it's Halloween this year. Is it? Okay. Uh, he says, you know, don't be surprised if the 49ers, that they feel they're that close and there's a player out there that they feel could help them. Don't be surprised if they actually add to this roster. What do they need, year. though? Like, what, what's, you know, uh, is this uh, fantasy football there? You know, you scour the waiver wire and just get star players left and right. What does this team, this team doesn't have any holes right now, do they? Mm, no. And then, but, you know, they didn't really have a hole on the defensive line and they added uh, Gregory. Randy Gregory. Yeah. 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 Dan Graziano says, don't rule out the possibility of the 49ers as tremendous as they already are, adding a player if they think it can make a difference. The Niners have the biggest of goals for this season. They were aggressive last year mm-hmm. when Christian McCaffrey became available. Doesn't have any names in mind or anything, but it's an interesting thought. It reminds me of a baseball team that at the trade deadline, you know, they, they could be all in. All in. All in on this year. That would be scary. That would be scary. The fact that they have the cap space uh, that they do have uh, is scary. I don't know what, you know, are they saving it for next year? You That's know, what they say. Brock Purdy coming up, you know, like eventually you're going to have to pay him, you know, $40 million. The way Whitey's talking, he's a $40, 50000000 million kind of quarterback. That'd be a bargain uh, in his league. Yeah. <laughs> But no, they, this team doesn't have any holes. And, you know, it sort of reminds me, if you if you remember, the Niners back in the mid-90s, when they had that arms race with the Cowboys, yep. it seemed like anytime somebody's name came up, the Niners and Cowboys were always mentioned as possible destinations. And so, uh, you know, if you're a Niners fan, I've always thought this. I don't care about an owner's wallet. Go out there, like if the Yankees spend $200 million payroll, Red Sox, whatever. As a fan of that team, I wouldn't care as long as it brought home a chip. So, if you're a Niners fan, you want them to go out there and spend money. You want them to go out there and increase the talent on the roster. I would be all for that. I'm with you 100%. To me, the NFL was a better league when they didn't have the salary mm. cap. Yeah. Now, yeah. I guess you could argue, well, now it's more More fair. parody and everything. Like yeah, that. <laughs> but there were better teams. And sure, they were better than anybody else. But when those two teams or three teams, a really good team squared off in the playoffs, it meant something. Yes. And you'd have yes. teams that, okay, well, we have Joe Montana. We need a backup. Well, we'll get Steve Young. You know, now right. teams can, can afford to do that. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. And, and it creates a rivalry too, like a oh, real yes. rivalry. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, you got these two great franchises going for it. Everybody's all in. And, you know, it, it it's sort of like, you know, when you look at uh, the NBA right now, Milwaukee and Boston. Oh, Milwaukee goes and gets Dame Lillard. Man, we got to respond. Yes. We got to step up. Let's go get Drew Holiday. It's sort of like an arms race like that, and it makes it exciting. And now we're looking forward to Bucks Celtics probably in the Eastern Conference Finals. And so uh, who would be that team, though, for the Niners now? Because the Cowboys aren't it. Maybe it's Niners-Eagles, you know? I Maybe there's so. a free agent and both teams are going for it. You know, that would be awesome. That, that would be great. I think the Chiefs have already been a little hamstrung. Nothing against yeah. the Chiefs, Jerry. You know, they're a great team. Maybe they win another Super Bowl. But they've already had some issues where, you know, it's harder to keep your players yeah. Yeah. because they, they you have to pay everybody more money, and you can't. With the cap, you can't. That's one thing I appreciate, and I know you, this is not your favorite team, and I know the Kings are playing them, but I really appreciate the way Joe Lacob has been willing to spend money uh, to right. keep that core together as long as they have 
in Golden State. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, here's the thing about Joe Lacob and what the Warriors did. Remember, they caught a break with Steph Curry and the ankle injury, so they signed him to a team. And then when you start winning, to to keep that level of success, maintain that level of success, you got to keep spending. And, you know, as much as Joe Lacob, what was their tax bill? It was something crazy, like $300 million or four. Like it yeah, was just something. Just in tax. Just in tax. Something crazy. But Joe Lacob sees the bigger picture. Look at the value of the Warriors today versus 10 years ago. It's night and day. And so from a business standpoint, it makes uh, sense to pour more money into your product because you're going to get a return uh, on that investment. According to, let's see, I'm not sure the source here. The Golden State Warriors are projected to pay $167 million. Wow. In luxury tax. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They will have five players making more than $20 million for the new season. So that some of the so new that's rules, just in the tax. Yeah, yeah. One hundred sixty-seven million five hundred seventy thousand six hundred seventy-five million in, in, in luxury. <laughs> These are tax. stupid, silly numbers, right? Yeah, here. I mean, yeah. This is, and so you know, and that's what's happening. The same thing in Boston too. Their owner just came out and said, you know, the apron, the tax, whatever. We're willing to go over it because we want to win a championship. And so, as a fan, that's what I would want from my ownership. I don't want uh, an owner penny pinching. Uh, we can't put on a a, a, a respectable team uh, because we don't have the money. I mean, you're, you're in this business to win championships. You're in this business to win games. And I tell you, when a city wins a championship, the what it does for that the city's pride and, and their psyche, and you know, think about it. You go anywhere in the country. You say you're from the Bay Area. They know the Warriors, you know, and that's a sense of pride for people. Mm -hmm. And so if the Kings ever won a championship, when I go to Boston, Philly, New York, and I say I'm from California, they aren't immediately going to say, oh, L.A.? I'd be like, no, Sacramento. Oh, the Kings, yeah, they want to, you know, it's just a sense of pride, I think, you know, uh, when the owners put the money in and you get that return in a championship. I can't say I'm overly familiar with this site, WenatcheeWorld.com, but they have... Oh, uh, yeah, I know Wenatchee World. Do you? Okay. I Uh, think it's in uh, Washington State, Wenatchee, um, uh, Washington. They say the Warriors and the Clippers will pay more luxury tax for this season than the rest of the 28 NBA teams combined. Wow. The Clippers are a big tax. See, now, think about it. The Warriors win championships. Right. Steve Ballmer's (laughs) making this huge investment in getting to the second round at best, right? (laughs) What am I spending all this money for? Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, but you know, back to the Niners, man. It's uh if 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 Shanahan and Lynch feel like they need something, go for it. You know, whether it's a player that comes up, free agents, trade like they did with Randy Gregory. You know, as a Niners fan, that's what you would want to see from that squad. And I we said it before. They're not competing against the Seattles, you know, the the Cardinals. You know, they're not competing against their division. They should be looking at how do we match up with Philly? How do we match up with Buffalo, KC, like the upper echelon? That's their competition, not the Cleveland Browns this week or any of these other teams out there. You know, a big part of this thinking that they would never admit to publicly is after especially what happened against your team, uh, you know, when they didn't have any quarterbacks. One of the reasons they have this contingency is – what happens if somebody gets hurt? Right. Somebody, somebody right. really good gets hurt. Yeah, 
what are we going to do? Well, what can we do? We'll yeah. create the cap space. So maybe if that happens, you heaven make a forbid, move. we will have uh, the flexibility to try to get somebody. Yeah, and, and that's smart. I mean, because that was a big reason why they didn't win last season. And, and you know, you and they have an I, injury history. They do. I, I don't know if you expect all your quarterbacks to go down. No, <laughs> right? It's a little you know, unusual. That's a little unusual. <laughs> but I get it. You know, now you got some flexibility. Uh, and like Jerry said, you, we've said it's a long season. What you need right now, it may change in week 10, 11, 12. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to the trade deadline. But, you know, it's not the same as it is in baseball or basketball. Yeah, let me ask you really. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. Could the Niners use another running back? They got CMC. Elijah Mitchell seems like he's always banged up. What do you think about that? What do you think about the running back position? Um, I think they like... Is it Jordan? That's Jordan scored last week, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I think they like week. him, and given the salary structure, I think they're pretty comfortable with it. Okay. Um, Another wide out? You know, because hmm, I think they, I think they're really happy with happy things, with every with yeah. what they have. You could always, you know, maybe improve uh, secondary, but those right, guys. Right. There's some talk, you know, with Denver getting rid of people. Yeah. Some people are wondering if Patrick Sertain could become available. Man. But it looks like what Denver's doing is they're getting rid of guys that they've they probably spent too much money to get. They're right. not just getting rid of their good players. So I don't think he would fall into that. Right. But that's, I think, if there's one position that they could stand upgrade, it would be in the secondary. Secondary. You know, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. And that goes back to my point. They should, they're looking at the Eagles. Eagles got, you know, their wide receiving core is stacked. And so you might need to upgrade your secondary to keep pace with what the Eagles are going to do offensively. Yeah, because it is Right, they're looking at the Eagles and maybe the Chiefs, and that's really who they're right. trying to that's figure out how to con- match up. Right, against. right. So that when you get in that NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, you're matched up perfectly because they're good enough right now to beat any team in the NFC except the Eagles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, <laughs> we'll see. You know, you got to worry about you got to worry about Jim Schwartz and the Ah, yes, get through this week. Uh, coming up this week's upset specials and. Tell you about the team that has dominated the team it plays this week in historic mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah, he knows uh, <laughs> about that team. Next with the drive. All right, let's get this out of the way. Whitey and Kyle Draper, the Philadelphia Eagles guy. In the 104-year history of the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles have never lost to the New York Jets. <laughs> That's unbelievable, right? Ahead of Sunday. Yeah, the, the Eagles are 12-0 all-time against the Jets. It's the best win-loss record by one team over another all time, according to NFL research. No reason to think it won't continue this week, well, right? Well. Well, what's your number? I got six and a half. Pretty attractive home dog right there. Eagles uh, favor by six and a half. Yeah, I think your number's probably more current than mine. I think I had seven. Yes, seven? there it is, seven. Ah, and, and so it's current. actually moving to the Jets, uh, t- closer to the Jets. Uh, favor more money's coming in on the Jets. I might like that play. Did you know, by the way, that uh, Nick Sirianni? I didn't know this until I read it. With a win Sunday, Nick Sirianni could join Tony Dungy, Mike Martz, Mike Shanahan, and Mike Ditka as the only NFL coaches to start consecutive seasons six and zero. Oh. Really? Yes. 
That's my coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that- his introductory press conference, too, <laughs> and how bad he was and everything? And then people were like, the Eagles hired this guy? Uh-huh. Now they love him in Philadelphia for obvious reasons. And so uh, it's going to be tough. The Jets are playing better football. All that Zach Wilson talk has quieted down these last couple of weeks. You know, people were dumping on him those first three weeks of the season. He's actually played pretty decent these last couple of weeks. Uh, I'll never forget when uh, when the Eagles hired Sirianni, and there was a quote. Uh, I have it here. Someone's going to take me just a second to find it here. A quote, an NFL source familiar with Sirianni's credentials as head co- uh, head coach said, Jeff McLean tweeted this. So a source, NFL source, said of Sirianni's credentials as a head coach, good guy, solid candidate, fairly smart, but not super smart. That's what I remember when they hired him. <laughs> <That was, laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He, he's he's showing he is smart. Look what they've done uh, to turning that uh, team around. And it's when you look at the Niners and Eagles, man, this is what happens when you invest in the lines. That's that, it. But like That's when it. you surround QBs with talent. That's it. You know, we're seeing it with Jalen. We're seeing it with Brock. You know, great things can happen. And so uh, football is is usually like I would argue. Football is the one sport where the best roster usually wins. Like the most talented team wins. I agree. You know what I mean? Like you don't see as as many upsets. Uh, you know, like what happened in baseball this playoffs? That doesn't happen in football. I totally really. agree with yeah. you, especially in Super Bowls. Although it's right. a little, there's so much parity now, it's harder to tell sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But in the days when you knew, there, sometimes there would be upsets, but that would be because everyone was wrong about who was the better yeah, team. Yeah, It wasn't exactly. because the, the inferior team won. Uh, by the way, this is interesting. If you look at the other teams in history that have records similar against another opponent, they, they all involve defunct franchises. Really? So you got your Eagles 12-0 against the Jets. The Packers were 10-0 versus the Brooklyn Tigers slash Dodgers. Who? The Frankfurt Yellow Jackets were 9-0 against the Buffalo Bisons. Packers were 8-0 against the Minneapolis Red Jackets. So no <laughs> modern. No. Wow. No. And the Buffalo Bisons, 7-0 versus the Columbus Tigers. What? So this is really historic stuff by your Eagles against the Jets. Yeah, and you know what? The Eagles have not played well, but they found ways to win. And if that's what you want from a good team. You may not always have your A game. But somehow, some way, they're finding a way to win. I agree. I told you last week, watching the second half of the game against the Rams, the Rams were in it and the Eagles were making a lot of mistakes. But in the end, they just they won because they were way better. They were just better, right? Yeah. Exactly. And and I think that's how the Eagles operate. And, and to an extent, the Niners operate. They know they are a superior team to their opponents. I've got two upsets for you this week. You want to okay. hear them? Yeah, let's hear it. They're not necessarily that stunning, but they are upsets. Home dogs. Technically, the Titans are home in London. Uh, They're getting four against the Ravens. I hate to pick against the Ravens because I like them, but I I agree with you. The Ravens have been a little underwhelming at times this year. Uh, The Titans haven't been there, acclimated, uh, because they were there last week, weren't they, in London? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. So I like that. And then I also like the Chicago Bears. I was going to say that. I was going to say my Chicago Bears are like I was going to say that. I was going to join you in saying, you know what? I think the Vikings it should be sinking. The ship be sinking for for Minnesota, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, no uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, a tough loss last week to KC. You know, 
Justin Fields playing better at football now. He's looking halfway decent. And so I, I, I like the Bears in this one as well. Do you do? Yeah, I actually okay. do. All yes. right. And then you, I know you like home dogs. You also like the Browns plus seven, right? Yes. And you, no, he's trying to. <laughs> no, I'm he's just... trying to. Dude, it's going to be like. It's really, it's going to be twenty-four to three or something like. Like this game will not be close. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know. You know which team I do like. Keep an eye. I'm not confident in this, but the Patriots are three-point dogs to the Raiders. I was just looking at that game. You know. That could be. I mean, I, that's a close game, obviously, but. The Patriots it, have been, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but they have been the last, what, two weeks? They've been flat out awful, abysmal, abysmal, dumpster fire. That's what makes me think, you know what? This is like Belichick's last stand. Like, you got to win this. At least have a showing in this game. So keep an eye on the Patriots uh, this week. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how dominant the Eagles have been over the yeah. Jets. The Jets are getting six and a half or six seven. Six and a half, I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd take your team, there. <laughs> Exactly. I, you can have See, the I didn't even. I didn't fly, even. Eagles fly. I didn't even. I wasn't even going to approach <laughs> that game. Uh, but you said it, and so uh, I'm glad you're on my side. I also like the Chargers. Now they're home, but of course it makes no difference yeah. uh, because they're playing the Cowboys. That'll be all Cowboys fans, yeah. most likely. But the Chargers are getting two and a half, and I know Justin Herbert has a you know finger issue, yeah. but I think the Chargers are a better team than the Cowboys. Maybe I'm not giving the Cowboys really? enough credit. Uh, really? Give me if I can get the Chargers home, yeah, and points. You would take give that. Give me the Chargers. You would take that. Yeah, you're getting and points in, yeah. in that one. Okay, all right. Cowboys I'm not gonna, are broken. I'm not, I'm not going to argue. Broke the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you they might it. be. They might be broken. You're right. They got some issues. Dak, you know, he's still seeing ghosts out there from the interceptions he threw uh, against the uh, Niners, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers win that one. And remember, Chargers just gave. Uh, you know, uh, Eagles. Uh, was it the Eagles that they who they play uh, last week? A heck of a game. I, I forget uh, who they matched up with. That was a heck of a game. Those are Rams against. Yeah, the, it was Rams Eagles. against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I wouldn't uh, put it past the Chargers to the get Chargers the Chargers are never as good as I. I always fall into that right, trap. Right, They're right. never quite as good as I. I think they are. But I like them against the uh, the Star Hats. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Ten joins us. On Sacktown Sports. Hey, Tin, you're on with Draper and Whitey. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, uh, thanks. It's time. I said, Jay, I want to talk Kings, but you guys are on NFL, so we'll keep it on that. Uh, the Jets being winless to the Eagles, that's a that's, that's one heck of a stat, man. Um, yeah, they, I'm a New York Giants fan, uh, Kyle Draper, so a lot of battles, uh, good battles, that division over the years, like, the Deshaun Jackson punt return and the Michael mm-hmm. Vick. So, you know, really fun stuff. Just wanted to uh, put those good memories uh, in your mind, Kyle Draper, uh, so you could be a little happy, man. No, I, I do. <laughs> Listen to this. I can yeah, be a little. Nice. I'm he always happy. You, you know, I'm always happy. <laughs> and why is he using my full name or something? Like he's my mom or dad. I'm about to get in trouble or something. What's your middle name? Kyle Rashid Draper, come in here and take this trash out. I had PTSD. I had flashbacks of that. I'm like, why are you using my full name? Call me Drapes, young fella. It's okay. It's okay. I like Drapes. I like Drapes. And, okay. Um, What's okay. your Kings question? You got a Kings uh, thought? Yeah, bring it. I mean, not, uh, yeah, I was just, so Sunday is the first home game regular season? Preseason. 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 Oh, uh, oh, then that's not, okay, well, 
All right. Well, no, you still got to uh, watch, big fella. You still you can't just be, uh, you know, turning on NFL Red Zone or something like you got. You still got to watch my Sacramento Kings. Oh no, no, I don't do just the red zone. That's what Jason Ross does. He's not okay, but um, yeah, I for the Kings, yeah, I'll watch them. Um, good game winner by Fox. I think that uh, this preseason game, you know, what I mean, they got to show. Up. I don't know who they're playing, but um, we'll let you go, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, uh, my yeah. man. I mean, you didn't, you didn't know he's playing. He thinks a regular season game. Right, exactly. Thanks for listening, but really, I mean. My man waited three hours and 40 minutes for that call. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. We are good almost at the Giants, home stretch. Good New York Giants knowledge, but still. You yeah. know what? The NFC East used to be the best division of football. Back in the 80s, man, that, those were some Even battles. in the early 2000s. Yeah, when I had early the, 2000s, the, yeah. The season, what do they call season ticket? Uh, yeah. what, what do they call it when the, you know, the league, not the league pass, but the NFL uh, league the pass. ticket, it, uh, yeah. 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 NFL Sunday, Sunday ticket. ticket. Right. Yeah. And if it was an NFC East game, it's like, I'm watching. Yeah. Uh, it didn't yeah. matter which it, of the four it, teams. They were battles. Yeah. Yes. And that wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. But, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come right back. We'll get to the phones. If you can hang on three, three, nine, 1140. Is it the first regular season game? Yeah. My oh. man, 10. Who are they Call playing? me Kyle uh, Draper, man. Thank you, 10. We do appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, among other things here, are you ready for some football in the Olympics? What? What? <laughs> Next drive guys, Sacktown sports. Thank you for being with us today. Very excited about Sunday, the 49ers. And of course, Kyle Draper. Play by play, yeah. play by play. Me, 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 getting yeah. them chops ready, you know, Get, <laughs> getting that voice ready. Excited. Uh, before we tell you about flag football as an Olympic sport, uh, let's check in one more time here. 339-1140, Ramsey joins us on Sackdown Sports. What's up, Ramsey? Not too much, gentlemen. I got a, I got a sneaky... Sneaky game of the week slash home dog that I like in oh, NFL. Okay. okay, all right. What you got? The Houston Texans. I like against the, the Saints. The I, I was like looking Texans at that to too. Yeah, I like the Texans to beat the Saints outright. I think CJ Stroud's playing better than Derek Carr right now, and I just like the. I also just like the vibe. They're at home. I like the vibe. I know the Saints have a good defense. Yeah, but they've looked to me. They still look shaky with Derek Carr on offense. So. I think CJ CJ Stroud hasn't turned the ball over either. Therefore, I think they protect the ball, win a close game. Well, I got that oh, number at one and a half. Way. I got it at one and a half. What, what, yep. do, what do you? Yeah, one and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the same. I got I the do same as well. By one and a half. Now Ramsey, and the, and half. The, the only re- I was I was leaning that way, and the only reason I didn't say that on the air is because uh, I really thought the Texans were going to handle the Falcons, and mm-hmm. they came up yep. way short there. No, nah, I, I, I like the Falcons in that. I like the Falcons last week out at home. Uh-huh. And, the, and the Falcons, here's the stat about the Falcons. Desmond Ritter has never lost a home game in college or in the NFL so far. Really? Dang. Look at that. Yep. Ramsey, starting us up Ramsey. here. Good stuff. You know, check in again next Friday, Ramsey. We could use your Not insight. I appreciate it. All, All right, right thank man. you. There you go. I'm adding that one to my list, too. Oh, you, you're taking that one, too. Taking, huh? Yeah. <laughs> CJ Stroud's phenomenal. No, he's been good. A big yeah. D'Amico Ryan's fan, yep. too. Yep. Uh, five sports, including flag football, uh, proposed for inclusion at the L.A. Games in 2028, approved by the IOC Executive Board today. So there's just one last hurdle uh, before they become Olympic sports. Uh, but we've got for L.A. 2028, cricket, flag football, <laughs> lacrosse, squash, 
and baseball softball what? added to the event? Oh, baseball and softball. They're bringing that back? Well, I think so. The reason I hesitate here is because it's baseball slash softball, and I'm wondering if that's some new weird game that right, I haven't heard right. of. But I think it's baseball and softball, you know, because baseball for men, softball Right, for right, women. softball for women. Yeah. I'm Flag for football, it. huh? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. That's, that's like throwing cornhole in the Olympics or something like that. You know, darts in the Olympics. I don't know about flag football. But it's the only way of getting football in, at least for now. Right, right. But here's the thing. How popular is football worldwide? We're talking the Olympics. This is a worldwide event, worldwide phenomenon. Is this something the USA will dominate? Or, you know, because, you know, it's America's game. Football originated here. So I don't, I don't know if I like that. Um, and, and how do you make the American flag football team? Like, <laughs> how, is there tryouts? Is there some selection committee? Like, how do you become a Olympic flag football player? That's a good That's question. That's a great question, right? I, Olympic trials for that or something? What? I don't sure. know. Sure. And I don't know. There must be, there are probably some very competitive leagues. I thought I saw somewhere that there was an international competition for flag football for women and i think mexico beat the u.s at the world games last year the u.s men won the gold medal but the women lost to mexico if flag in football yeah what? come on, that's worse than losing in basketball yeah it's five on five on a 50 yard field no offensive or defensive linemen I'm um, not tuning in. I'm, I'm sorry. I, that, I'm not a fan of that. I would be with you, except if it's just a way to get football into the Olympics. Although, to your point, I, uh, there are tryouts. Jay, Jay says, says there are tryouts. Yeah. I, apparently, they've but contacted him. this is like him. watching the old USFL back in the uh, – or watching um, – uh, you know, remember in the 80s when the NFL had and the players had the strike and you had the replacement players – it I just wasn't that. a high level, like it wasn't the real thing. And so that's what I would think flag football. Like me and my boys can go outside right now and play. For, it just, It's just not the same, man. I've said for years that's one of the worst things about when you get older, your f- friends don't want to play flag right. football. Right, I do miss that. Yeah, so, oh my so God. much fun. That was in college, man. We used to go to the park yeah. on Saturdays or Sundays before games started. Man, I do miss that. Yeah. Um, let's see what here. Else? Um, that, like I said, we're going to have, uh, cricket apparently, uh, baseball should be back. But again, that's for 2028, uh, the games yeah. in 2028. 2020. Are you, I was, here's what I was going to ask you. Are you a fan of the three on three as an Olympic sport? No, basketball? I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not. It's, I'm it's not just, either. it's just not. I'm not a fan of three on three as is, to be honest with you. The only reason you play three on three is if you don't have enough. You don't have enough. Or you don't have full court. Like in the Olympics, you, play you pick, have right. Yeah. You got a full court. You got a plethora of, yes. of guys that would play. And here's the thing, Whitey. You tell me. When I play pickup basketball, I hate three on three. I hate half court basketball. It's like it's not a full workout. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's that's just the something only about way it. You can do it, okay? Okay, like yeah. And if they need me and I be their sixth player, all right. But I hate half court basketball mm-hmm. because my game is full court. Because it's not basketball. It's not basketball, exactly. Yeah. So um, that would be like having over the line instead of baseball. Like we have baseball, but also we have over the line. Right. Olympics, right. right. No, you no, just play baseball. Just play baseball. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But since they can't play full-on football, 11 on 11, I mean, that would just be 
Um, but like, uh, why couldn't carnage. you really though? Well, you can't eventually, but I don't think we could yet. Can you imagine what, what that would look like? The United States uh, against, I don't know, nothing against Sasha, but Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> hey, football. It's, hey, our it's, boy. It's a first round game. Our boy yeah. Campio in the uh, chat says football is getting big in Australia. Aha. Uh-huh. So it might be like basketball back in the day when we had NBA players and we would crush everybody. Now the world has caught up. Maybe it'll take some time for the world to catch up in right. football. And this Kyle flag football in the 2028 Olympics, it's all part of growing the game and getting to that point where we can uh. destroy and humiliate <laughs> other countries in our own brutal game. Are you a Summer Olympics or yes. Winter Olympics guy? Winter Olympics, if it's up to me, is like, eh. What? I don't even know if we'd have it. Figure skating? Speed skating? Slalom? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Those are the ones. Bobsled. Those Bobsled. are the ones. Right. I no? Know. I was like, Shh, there they went. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's okay. It passes some time. But Summer Olympics are, they used to only have the Summer Olympics because yeah. they had yeah. the Olympics. And then someone decided, let's do more. Right. Okay, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> All right. I'm um, not going to push back on that. Uh, Summer Olympics, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm I mean, there's, they're definitely bigger. And, yeah, the Winter Olympics are like the little brother of the it, Summer it's Olympics. It's like some Olympics just to get you to the next Summer Olympics. You know, whet yeah. your appetite just a little bit. A little taste here. We'll throw this out there for you, you know, for the uh, so you can get ready for the Summer Olympics. Yes. Uh, but that's, I think, good news. I understand why you're not that excited about it. Also, you've got other things to be excited about. Uh, yes. So have a ton of fun this uh, Sunday. It's you and Katie with the call, right? Yes, uh, Katie and I, no pregame, no postgame. I wonder what we'll do. Ha- I'll have to do halftime, too, with Katie. So Katie and Can I will call? do halftime. I'll be around if yeah, you Yeah, I might have you uh, <laughs> chime in, you know. Need some hot takes from you on the, uh, on the Kings game. But I'm looking at Sasha. Kevin Herter, Chris Duarte, those three guys. Drive guys back with you Monday. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and keep it right here. Sacktown Sports.